go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Sportscastle, Newcastle's home for local rugby league. Right, welcome to the first episode of League Castle. I'm Chris McPherson and I'm joined today by the Vice President of the University Rugby League Seahorses. He's also the Vice Chairman of the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, Sean Rabs Johnson. How are you, mate? I'm bloody beautiful. How are you? Mate, I'm pumped. This time of year, we're, just, we're at, at the um, wrap-up of the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby yeah. League season launch. Uh, had all the big wigs here, mate. Female Golden Boot winner, Isabel Kelly, Rick Stone, former Knights coach, Sione Mattiatea. Mate, they're all here, mate. They all came out for the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. It was an impressive cast of uh, cast of the local rugby, rugby league celebrities, I thought. And, and Dave Wall. And Dave Wall, yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's a rugby league celebrity in his own right, of course. Uh, and any man that manages, what do, we, what do you say tonight? 39 men's tackle teams, 18 women's league tag, and eight women's tackle teams that are associated with the competitions. Mm. Mate, there's plenty massive. happening. It's, it's massive. It's been huge growth over the last couple of years, as, as, as was talked about in the presentation. Um, it's um, it's massive to be a part of it, and especially uh, when I've had a bit of history in the local game and, and seen it when it was just uh, you know two or three grades of, of pub sides, and now that's grown and included the women's element to it, and um, doubled in size in a couple of years virtually. It's, it's a really big deal. Mate, it's huge, and we kick off on Friday night. There's plenty, plenty to happen. Um, I guess first of all, we'll have a look. There's a couple of new clubs, and they're they're probably in the lower grades. So we'll get into the next week when we do our C and D grade introductions. But uh, the tall timbers, timber cutters from down at Arimba, the Budgeroy Bulldogs, and the Hamilton Ducks, who we just you know had a couple of quiet hours with the boys. They're very social. Yeah. But mate, um, we're obviously doing something right. These teams from the Central Coast want to come up and join us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a huge thing. I mean, Budgeroy's participated in the old uh, Lower Hunter Rugby League yep. competition before. Uh, and have always been a good tough side. Tall Timbers are uh, very uh, new to me. I, I, I'm not familiar with them, but they put together a good presentation about uh, joining our competition and look like they'll be a great addition. Uh, awesome to see, mate. As I said, uh, we're obviously doing something right if uh, teams wanted to come and join the competition. That's right. That's right. We might delve straight in. Mate, we might start with the competition that's going to be most familiar to you. Well, at the start of the year, you know, depending on regrades and all those wonderful that's things, right. is yeah. the B grade competition. And uh, I've done a little, little bit of research and spoken to a couple of teams, uh, so we might start with running a bit of an alphabetical order, which will leave your boys for eighth, yep. which I'm sure is not the position you're aiming to finish in. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with East Maitland, and uh, while they haven't recruited heavily on the player front, they've got a couple of local juniors, um, I'm reliably told, uh, Logan Wiltshire and Joel McIntyre, um, that have joined the side, um, a lock and a centre respectively. They're led by their effervescent prop, Chad Irvine, who led them to runners-up and minor premiers in C grade last year. They take the step into B grade. But the man with the clipboard is probably the talking point. Is Noel Dent, who yes. anyone that knows rugby league, he led Woodbury to a win over you guys last year in the grand final. He's led Macquarie to a number of semi-final series in first grade, Maitland to competition. So, mate, there's not, not going to get much better clipboard holder in B grade than that. He's pretty highly qualified, isn't he? Um, if you've ever heard the bloke speak, he knows his footy. Um, and uh, I actually didn't know he was at Griffin's, but um, he'll, um, he'll go across and do a job with them. They, they had a, a pretty impressive side last year. Um, they've lost their fullback, Greg Morris, I think, to the pickers. But, That's correct, yeah. Um, but still a pretty strong team, and um, I think they'll uh, put a dent in B grade. Um, right. uh, I, I, I honestly, if I if I was starting up a, a pub side and, uh, you know, a Newcastle Hunter side and wanted to grab one bloke to play my fullback, Chad Irvine would be right at the top of that mm. list. 
He is a massive man. He can play 80 minutes. He can play anywhere in the forward pack. He can even run on an edge for you and just, mate, leaves nothing on that field. He was by far their best in a, in a losing cause in the grand final last year against Windale. Yeah, he's, he's a props prop. And, um, yeah, mate, he's the skipper for a reason and, and he'll be the standout for them and um, put them in the mix. Next up, mate, we've got the Glendale Gorillas. Uh, only a stone's throw from you guys. And yeah. they've signed well. They've um, picked up a couple of boys from the now defunct uh, defending A-grade premiers, the Stockton Sharks, in uh, Tupo and Tony Toliafoa. And I apologise if I pronounced that wrong. It's a bit of a mouthful. I won't have a crack at that. No, they've also picked up Les Wortley, who's a centre from he was at Cardiff last year in the A-grade. And a name that anyone that's been around Newcastle under for a few years, I know Steve Slee, mm. to play 5'8". Now, Slee's a very seasoned campaigner. He's probably getting a bit more senior in years, but he did a great job at Cardiff last year. He was one of their keys and will be a standout for them. The other man that's um, probably slightly shades sleep for a few years years on his resume is Troy Forbes, is the captain coach. Forbes, he's been around for many years. He's played a few different clubs. I know I refereed him many years ago. Probably going back a decade, he was at Wanji, and even then he was one of the more elder statesmen of the comp, so uh, plenty of experience now at Glendale. Yeah, it's, they're going to be really interesting, the Gorillas. And they've um, they've come up a couple of grades, but it's, it's, it's a reflection of how they've recruited. And uh, from their trial form, they look like they're going to be another one that could go anywhere. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's been about 12 or 14 years since since uni have played down there at, uh, at Glendale. So, um, it's, it's always an um, interesting pitch to go down. So I remember playing a trial there when I played at Cardiff, again, going back yeah. about a decade. And it's, it's, uh, as soon as it gets any water on it, it's like a skating rink, but it's rock hard. So it's um, yeah. Yeah, it's not a welcome place to go and travel to, that's for sure. And it's cold on a night game. It sort of sits in that little hollow and picks up the fog and dewy and yeah, yeah. it looks like something out of a horror movie sometimes. <laughs> and um, it, um, with some of that, those boys that they've picked up, some of those big boppers from Stockton, it might be like visiting a horror movie set. So could be. It's um, great to see them on on the resurgence. I mean, it was only a few years ago. You know, they're in degraded. Like they might go out the back door and they've turned things around. So great to see. Mm. Um, one of the other teams now we couldn't get too much information on these guys. Uh, as of yet, but we'll be sure to update you once we do. And that's Katara. They were an A-grade side last year. They've yep. had a fairly wholesale change of, of players and coaching, as I understand it. Um, but, I mean, you know, they're still going to have a few of those boys in a side that was just out of the finals in A-grade last year. They'll be in the mix early in B-grade, I would have thought. Yeah, look, I, I've heard that yeah, there's, been a bit of, there's been a few changes. Some have been some players leave and some new players come in. They're still fielding two grades, Katara, which says a lot about the organisation and the the, uh, the committee that they've got running the show over there and uh, uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon, Katara's over there. Uh, Uni's over there at Hudson Park, Katara, which is going to be a big afternoon. Uh, we'll find out a lot more about what Katara's got this year. Um, uh, I'd be very surprised if they weren't competitive. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a great club, Katara. I'll be honest, I was trying to sort of put together my ladder before my predicted ladder and literally like, I was interchanging teams between second and seventh out of the eight teams. It's yeah. going to be a very close competition. Yeah. Speaking of teams that uh, you know, not too much is known about, Morissette, I had a chat to Reese Ryan, who's their captain coach this afternoon. He's come up from the Tookley Hawks. Um, he's brought half a dozen blokes with him, some guys who he says to me, look, they're genuine Central Coast first graders. So it'll be in a B-grade competition. They'll be, they'll be interesting. Again, a huge turnover of players. He's had a couple of boys wander in uh, late, late in the piece. Um, they've, they've rocked up from Orange. Um, they've lost last year's C-grade player of the year, Fred Kears, who was an absolute superstar. He's uh, headed out to Leeton, uh, out in Central West. But... Um, he tells me that uh, Luke Cox, who plays 5'8", is going to be one of the standouts. Also, Brad Dix and Chris White are the men to watch. But they've brought um, a number of players up from Tukli who are you know, a pretty strong side in the Central Coast comp. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up and they could really shake up some teams. You know, Morissette um, finished off last year's final series pretty strongly as well. Um, they um, they put the cleaners through Oberglasland in the semi-final that I was the grounds manager for. 
Um, they looked good. They finished the season really well to hear that they've recruited so well as the Central Coast Comp says that they belong in B grade. Um, hopefully they follow through on that now and, 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 and produce the goods. Um, it's, uh, again, they're another club that have been in the lower grades for a couple of years. It's good to see them back up in B grade. Um, it's going to be a good, good little trip down to the showgrounds. Certainly is, mate. Um, it's an interesting ground. I remember referring down there many years ago, but um, it's great to see some of these clubs. And, and that, that area is an area that was, you know, um, starting to almost fade until last year. Dora Creek sort of made a bit of a resurgence out there. But, you know, Wanji was drifting off the map. They're still around, obviously. Morissette resurgent. Wanji, I think they're, they're talking. They're going to be on the improve as well. So great to see that Westlakes area. It's obviously, you know, the Scorps have always been a strong side in the senior competition in the Newcastle Rugby League, but it's great to see Morissette you know, going back into the lower hundred days. They were, they were almost a powerhouse at different they, points. They were. They were a very strong side, and uh, when I was still playing, going to the showgrounds there, you knew you were going to get bashed. And um, it was a hard afternoon at Morissette, and a hard afternoon at Dora Creek, for that matter, as well, which was the next-door neighbours, and there's a very healthy rivalry there. Um, Certainly is, and wasn't much that separated those two sides in the Charity Shield recently when they played, and Dora no. Creek, obviously highly touted for A-grade this year with their recruits, so that's got to go well for Morris. It too. really does. It really does. A big danger side, I think. Speaking of teams that um, could be a danger side, last year's C-grade major premiers, the Windale Eagles, have had a bit of a turnover of stock. They've got the uh, feisty Steve Cage with the clipboard. Cage has found himself uh, in, fr- in front of a few hearings in his time. Uh, he's a passionate man who wears his heart in his sleeve. He's brought uh, a couple of his, his uh, sons, Jake and Daniel Backus, along to join Liam. So there's three Backus boys there, all very talented footballers. They've also um, brought in Zach Snowden from Lakes, um, Brendan Menzies and Heath Donnie, who have come down from Central, and Jed Cooper, who was uh, strong for Belmont South in the A-grade comp last year. So, look, um, you know, talking to a few people, these guys are probably going to be in the mix, you know, come regrades. I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the ones, you know, alongside, obviously, the Seahorses, mate. Uh, they're in the talk of who could go up if, if need be. Yeah, well, they're, they're absolutely. Both those clubs will be in the, be in the firing line. Um, Windale obviously finished C-grade last year with a wet sail. Um, a lot of players who've played A and B grade before there. Um, always an intimidating prospect going to Windale on a Saturday yeah, afternoon. The crowd doesn't give you a quarter, inch uh, or quarter, yeah, do they? they? They don't like strangers there at Windale Oval. They'll, uh, they'll give it to you. Um, and um, it's, uh, it's a great football club, Windale. Um, every year they're, they're there or thereabouts in whatever grade they're in. Um, and... Uh, I'd be very surprised if they're not in the finals mix at the end of the year. Uh, whether they're up to A grade is we'll find out in the first few rounds of the season, I'd say. Um, but uh, they'll be a very strong, very strong club. Yeah, we'll certainly touch on it in a moment when we go through round one. But uh, there'll be no love lost in the grand final C grade rematch in B grade this weekend on Sunday. No, Windale no, no, versus no, no, East no, no, Maitland. So, mate, that was a social media hotbed last year as the grand final came on. Um, next up, though, we have uh, Walls End Maryland. They're led by. Probably one of the most seasoned campaigners in the Newcastle and Hunter ranks, Jeremy Lowe. Lowe's uh, been around, I think he chalked up 250 or mm. something games last year. And mate, from talking to him this afternoon, he'll, he'll probably go for another 50 or 100 more. He just loves it. It's in his blood. Walls and Maryland's about what he's about. Mm. Another ground, mate, uh, the crowd there will let you know if you're not from there. Probably the fiercest home crowd you'll come across. Uh, Lowe's been around for a long time. He's a huge club servant there. Um, I think they've had a, a fair turnover in players at, at Troubles in Maryland, but um, um, they'll be there when the whips are cracking as well. Um, you know that they're probably going to win most of their home games based on being pretty fierce at home in front of their home crowd. Um, so they'll, they'll be there at the end of the season. They certainly will. Um, as you said, they've lost a few players to the, the rebanded uh, Shortland team, mm-hmm. um, a few of the guys that have, that have gone back across there, which is great because you know, there was times there only a couple of weeks ago it looked like, you know, Shortland, who you know won the A grade grand final, 
like they may not be in the competition and that would have been both a great grand final it's not there so that's, that's great right. to see and we'll touch on that a bit more yeah. you know, in a moment yeah, shorty and wolves in right next to each other they often swap players and yeah there's been a few blokes go back across to shorty but i think wolves yeah. will still be a very strong b grade club they certainly will they'll have their leading try scorer jason josevsky running around in the centers he was strong from last year and they've picked up a yeah. sneaky sneaky little a sneaky little signing wade dunn who was quite impressive for swansea in the lower grades last year and uh Lowy, Lowy reliably informs me that he will be forcing Lowy back into a uh, uh, more deserved position that's not number seven, which uh, suits Lowy quite well. Um, yeah. Most of us know that Lowy's probably a probably a 13 or a back rower, really, but it, it, if you give him a job, if you put him in the front row, full back or half back, Lowy will do a job for he you. He will do. He's probably, yeah, probably at his best at 13, from what I've seen of him, but yeah, he's, he, he certainly hasn't disgraced himself at half either, and I, I think he was the player of the comp in in B grade, if my memory recalls, yeah. last year. Wouldn't surprise and, me, and mate. Um, so. Yeah, he's quite a talented footballer and, and turns his hand to anything uh, a bit um, Luke Lewis-esque, if you will. Like, you know, he's he could, play, he, he could, he could turn into any play. That's he just never gives up. Um, yeah. Oh, Lowy's head will be the size, size, size <laughs> of walls in America put together after that. Uh, and finally, mate, um, speaking of another hostile ground, mate, there's plenty of them in, uh, in the uh, B grade competition this year. West Walls End. Uh, they're coached, of course, by Tony Boss Hogg. He's been yeah. around there for a while. He's uh, West Walls end through and through. They've got the experienced guys, the likes of Kai Yonke. Jamie Watts will return in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. He's mad as a bag of cut snakes at Old Watsy. Um, then they've got they cut the young rep players in Dan Melmoth and Jack Begley, who uh, Dan, mate, um, you know, if you ask Dan about himself, he's the number one fan of, of the Dan Melmoth fan club and Daylight second, but uh, a very handy footballer who played in the Newcastle 23s, as did Jack, who's... Yeah. A little bit more understated in the way he goes about things, but um, what's he was packing down the front row when I was still playing, which gives an idea of his age. Um, he is getting he is getting geriatric. Yeah, well, I'll speak, probably punch me in the head for saying. Yeah, I was that. speaking to Kai Yonke <laughs> just before, and he said to me that what's he's got a peck injury. I said, mate, they're about a third of the size they used to be, but yeah. <laughs> I still wouldn't run at him. Um, and that that swing arm. Uh, Packs some bite, and, he, and he's probably a bit more controlled than he used to be with it. What's he, he can execute a little bit better than when probably yeah. you and I played against him yeah. uh, in previous years. Uh, but um, again, mate, a side that very tough on their home turf. Don't get it doesn't get more tribal than West Walls End. Um, the, the, the community really gets around their footy club. They're you know in in that pocket out there at Westie. Um, they all get into the get in the club up the road and then down to the ground and give you give you a bollocking on the paddock. Um, the team gets gets around it. Um, they, I think, uh, I think Westie came in uh, second last year in the B Great Comp. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if they went in the five again this year. They'll be right amongst it. I'm told they've lost a couple of players, but they'll they'll be looking at youth this year, and so they'll be full of energy. And they'll, they had a bit of that last year, so it'll be interesting to see. And uh, I, I think if, if any sort of epitomises what Newcastle Harley Community Rugby League is about, Westie's that club like. You go down there, and they will beat the living daylights out of you on the field. But as soon as you get outside that fence, they're ready for a beer. They're yeah. ready to have a chat. Like it's yeah. not one of these clubs where there's malice afterwards. You know, within, within the bounds of it. So mm. I, I, I really hope that they do well. I mean, there's not a side here that you know there's not a lot to like about. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll finish that off, mate, with obviously the side that you've got the most to like about, and that is the University of Newcastle Seahorses. Yes. Hey, right, tell me, how how are the students looking? It's um, it, it's 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 always interesting. The uni. Uh, Obviously, the majority of our players come through the student system, so they um, we get them 18, 19, and often they're off uh, working somewhere else in the country or overseas at 22, 23, so it's often a younger side than a lot of the clubs we're coming up against. Um, that's probably not going to be too much different this year. Uh, yeah, you have picked up a pretty handy signing, though, this year. Um, Ex-South boy, young Jared Rodimer, Australian Indigenous touch player. I think um, I think he could be a bit of a bit of a key for us. Um, strengthening halves a little bit with uh, with Tyler Kesey. Um, we kept most of our back line, um, which was a fairly handy back line last year. 
um, and brought in a few young kids from the likes of Kuna Barabran and Dunny Do and uh, had a nice tough uh, edge to the to, to the side, mate. Yeah, so so there's a bit of ability in the forward pack again. Speak, um, speaking of ability, mate, uh, is, is young Remo going around for you boys again? He's um he's, he was a hard nut last year. Old Ben Remington. Well, Remo's a life member and captain the side in the grand final last year. Um, however, he has decided to hang up the boots at this point and has taken on the club secretary's role. So he's um. He's um, he's gone from the middle of the paddock to the uh, to the administrative side, which is which is great to have him on board. School uh, teachers always getting the pen in hand, mate. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, he's very academic. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll see if he gets talked out into getting the boots out again. But at this point, he's retired. Fingers crossed he can, mate, because he's a very very handy player for you over the years. Yes. And uh, mate, uh, talking to the boys that were here tonight at the launch, and, and Johnny Rowe tells me that Johnny Rowe's the player to watch. Is that true? John, uh, well, Johnny Rowe will tell you that Johnny Rowe's the one to watch. Um, <laughs> I've watched him do things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about on the football field. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, I'm glad you made that clear. Uh, no, Johnny, Johnny's a real heart, heart, heart and soul competitor. He's obviously played a bit of great at South and a bit overseas in London. Um, he um, brings up the team around him through his sheer enthusiasm, and um, he'll definitely be a part of the team again this year. Um, at, at what position? Because he can again, he can play anywhere. Mr. Versatile. Yeah, hook and lock, half, five, eight. He's, he's had a crack at them all. He told me he wants to play prop. I think. Um, yeah, hit, he's, it wouldn't surprise me if he had a crack at it. To be he, honest. Might, he might need to hit the cheeseburgers a bit because he's uh, he's he's not quite in the weight division yet. But uh, anything's possible. Hey, it's it's Newcastle and Hunter. I've seen I've seen some small props wander around, and uh, I've seen some very big halves as well. So you know anything's possible. But uh, I think that'll be a concern you guys will have. Really looking forward to seeing young Rots um, go out there. He's played you know all the way through to first grade at South, and yes. very composed game organizer, but also has that. Um, you know, on his day, can be almost Sean Johnson-esque in the way he takes on the line and, and sort of, you know, he's got that touch football background. I believe so. he's modelled his game on me. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like a young raps, mate. I've heard about your Oztag exploits. Uh, no, that's Sean Johnson, I think you were referring to. Yeah, no, he's very quick, uh, very good hands, uh, very incisive attacking player, and I think he'll have a lot to us this year and bring in a bit more experience into the team. Um, uh, his 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 partner Ree was obviously a fullback in league tag last year. So that's I was going to say I, I, I heard it was was it wasn't big cash. It was love that brought him to the club. Yeah, believe so. Believe so. It's a great romance. So um, brought him across and um, hopefully sort of helps us take that next step. You know, last year we had a bit of a fairy tale run to the grand final that ended in a um, shattering glass on the day, and maybe we can do a bit better this year. Yeah, you'll certainly be better for the run, mate. And maybe that's a uh, recruiting strategy for university in future. You saw, mate. So. See, Cal, see if Callum Pong along himself up and misses and maybe grab her to the ladies' league tag first and then yeah. he'll come to follow. Love is love. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, mate. So um, I, I haven't put this on you, but I've, I've had a bit of a run at this ladder and so it'll probably finish completely different. Obviously, there's regrading anything to take into account. I'm going to load the pressure on. I've got university number one. Mm. I, know, I know you'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Glendale finishing second. I think the experience of Steve Slee is going to be huge for them. I think you're right. Um, Slee and Forbes in the halves likely there, mate. Um, Probably about 40 years of senior experience between the two, nearly. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be really good. Uh, Morissette, again, I've, I've had to base it without seeing some of these guys, but I've had a quick look into some of the Central Coast experience of a couple of these guys and, and uh, Cox in the halves. I think they're going to be quite dangerous, as you said, if they can keep these guys around and keep them keen. Um, I've got them running third. Wrapping up the finals is Winder. Uh, these guys, again, it's going to be about, you know, looking at some of their guys from last year, Matt Garrick and the like. Matt Garrick's carrying about 75 different injuries. He's falling apart. He scraped through the back end of last year. If he can get on the paddock, you know, guys like that will make a huge difference to them and um, how their season shapes alongside the backers, boys. I think Garrick's one of the smarter players getting around and, and um, you see the influence he has on the team. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's a veteran. Um, 
and gives away a fair bit of size, but he doesn't take a backward step and he really leads his team around. Um, if he's fit, Windale's going to kind of go on right. Yeah, you have him and Heath Donahue, who's probably the bigger body half um, coming from Central. Obviously, could be quite strong. Jed Cooper as well. They've got lots of options in the spine, so mm. that could be really interesting. Um, and again, any of these other sides could make the, make the top four. I'm not going to write anyone off. Um, I've got finishing in fifth. Again, we don't know too much about these guys, but Katara coming back from A grade, the depth of the number of players they've got, I think they're going to be right around that mix come come the finals, but I've got them just missing out due to the class of window. Yeah, that, look, I, thought, I, don't, I don't know where they're at. I'll know a lot more on Saturday afternoon. Um, but um, if, if if they are a little bit disrupted now, they will stabilise. They've got a very, it's a very good club there in Katara, and... Uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll put in a strong performance through the middle of the year to make the finals, I'm sure. Yeah, I originally had East Maitland down at the bottom of the ladder. I'm going to put them six just due to that, that man with the clipboard, Noel down to his nouse. Um, I think you'll get him a few key wins at different points in the year just through you know a bit of coaching experience and, and tacticianship. I um, I think Noel Dent's uh, a, a great signing for them. As I said, I didn't know he was there. Um, uh, he's a very smart guy and he got Woodbury all the way last year. I think they may finish a bit higher than sixth. Yeah, and I also wouldn't be surprised, you know, through the connections that Noel's got to see some other people pop up during the year, you know, short-term cameos that might turn into longer things. Um, you know, guys that I know aren't committed to clubs like Woodbury and Maitland at the moment, you know, you wouldn't write it off because he's got a lot of, you know, a lot of people will Larry, flock to him. Larry, like, Larry Tafua and Willie Polio, maybe. <laughs> Alfred Walboat even, yeah. We'll get, we'll get to them in the A grade in a sec. Um, in, in seventh, I've got West Walls End, um, their youth, again, there's nothing that separates it, you know, probably six of these eight teams. It was really hard mm-hmm. for me. I, if, if you have, you know, you look at my book here, I've got scribbles through everything. Um, I've got West Wales and just their youth. I think it might be a bit hard for them. They've lost a couple of key players from last year and, and that'll, that'll be a work in progress. But look, they've got, you know, what could be the, the you know, a side that could compete for an A-grade title in four or five years if they can keep all these young guys that are 19 to 21 on the park uh, over the next few years. Yeah, the, look, they could be. Um, I, I, again, I think I'm going to say this about every side that we've mentioned. I can't see him missing the finals. You got eight teams playing finals, mate. Yeah, I think I think we, we might have to have an eighteen finals. I'll put that to Dave Wild. Um, all of those teams are pretty pretty closely matched um, so far as I can see, and I think I think um, I think Westie will be in the mix again. Um, uh, last year we saw in the B grade competition clubs with a mathematical chance of making the finals in that final two weeks, and. Uh, um, I would be very surprised if it's not a it's not an absolute dog fight come round sixteen this year as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know we end up with a scenario where say third to eighth is separated by you know two or three wins. Mm. You know we're coming into those last wins and there's a team on you know in last place and looks like you know they could have a wooden spoon. They've lost three in a row and they turn it around and sneak into fourth. Yeah, um, so anything's possible there. Uh, obviously, someone someone has to finish last and, and wasn't Maryland. I've, I've just put them there purely because they've lost that handful of players. You know, like to Jaden Tung who's gone over to. Um, uh, play a coach at, at Shorty and a couple of the others. So, um, you know, Lowy will battle till, till the cows come home and they've got a few other guys there. But just when you lose, you know, five or six guys out of a core of a 13-man side, I mean, they were in the mix last year in B grade, but something has to give. And, you know, like I said, it could, it could be anyone in that team and in that side. And, and Balls and Maryland could light the house and fire the first three rounds and find themselves in A grade too. It's really that open of a competition. Well, you know, it, they may, they are in a rebuilding phase. Um, they, they um, but... I'm sure they'll be using these remarks as motivation to really put on a season, and I can't see them being any less than a tough, tough cookie. Well, I know, I know, I know. Um, you know, certain people at university took some uh, homage to uh, at some points that mate were made in the first half of the season last year by this podcast, mate. So uh, <laughs> yourself included, and and I like to think that might have spurred, spurred some people on. And you know, we we, we um, I'll, I'll happily eat humble pie when you know the four teams that I've tipped to finish fifth to eighth finish first to fourth, and, and vice versa. But you know. 
we're here, we're offering an opinion because well, you know no, no one else has got the microphone at the moment. We'll have to do the uh, have to do the review. It's uh, come come episode sixteen at the end. Yeah, of the year well, the finals are lined up. Yeah, three of the teams are going down to C grade. Yeah. They're the ones that I took to win. And, yeah. uh, all right, we'll have a quick run through this weekend's games, mate. We'll get your tips on these. Just if you can give me a winner and a margin. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start Saturday two o'clock downtown Bower Oval, Glendale versus Westfall's End, the local derby. This will be a grudge match. I reckon that'll be uh, swinging from the rafters there. They'll be going nuts. Um, I. Th- I think Westie might just squeak home by four points. I'm going to lean to Glendale just because Jamie Watts isn't in action. Uh, Glendale by four. Uh, next up, Walls End Maryland versus Morissette. Uh, out at the Grange, Morissette will know. These boys from Tookley will experience something very new. Mm. And I'm wondering whether Walls End might stick it to them a bit and, uh, and, and give them a fright. Um, I think Morissette will have the class to get the job done. Uh, Morissette by six. Yeah, I think Walls and Maryland might uh, revert to the old school physical tactics and a berating from the crowd. But again, I'm going to stick with you and I'm going to go Morissette by eight. Uh, next up, mate, um, your boys uni travel down to Hudson Park, quarter past three on a Saturday. Um, mate, uh, who's going to be the key here? What's going to happen? Oh, all right. Well, you look, that's going to be a battle of the Titans there. Um, and I'll be no doubt having a yarn with my counterpart at uh, Katara Brock Johnson that afternoon. And just for his benefit, I'm going to say uni by 50. You need by 50, mm. so, so am I right, Brock Johnson, Sean Johnson, this, this game's the Battle of the Johnsons? Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Well, oh, that could be taken somewhere, couldn't it? He's my cousin. Uh, is he? There you no, go. No, he can be for this, mate. You know, yeah. you're the best Sean Johnson, and yeah, you're the best Johnson clearly, full stop. Clearly. Yeah. All right, um, as long as you're the biggest Johnson, that's what they want to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to uni, boys, by a little bit closer, mate. I'm going to go by seven. Mm. Uh, Rots to kick a, a ceiling field goal. Right. Mate, really endear himself to the uh, fans out there. 45 metres out on yeah. the sideline. Yeah, I don't know what your halfback's doing on the sideline, but why not? Yeah. Mate, it's, it's, B, it's B grade. And finally, mate, as we said, that grand final rematch, East Maitland versus Windale. Um, mate, two of the um, more interesting characters in the, in the coaching boxes. Um, neither, neither of them are the most uh, physically imposing of men, KG and uh, Noel Dent, but um, both very astute tacticians from different sides mm-hmm. of the fence. But um, I'm going to go Windale here to win this one by four. Um, they will get out to an early lead, but they'll fade because I heard a little whisper that one of the boys, Scott Scooter Olsen, might have his wedding on Friday, hence this game is being played on Sunday. That's a factor. Um, now, that's at King Edward Park out there. Penny Penny one. Stadium, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Uh, look, I think uh, I think the Griffins will have something to prove there. And uh, uh, Window won't give an inch, but I think uh, the Griffins at home that afternoon uh, by eight points. Lovely, mate. That's the B grade. We'll jump into the A grade and we'll fire through this one a bit more quickly. Um, so that we can get ourselves out of here tonight. Um, we'll start with Belmont South, mate. They're coached by former Lakes United man Aaron Morris. Um, they've signed a couple of boys across from the Lakes Juniors, and they've also got Matt Calder and Liam Boney. Liam's come down. He was formerly at Central. Uh, some good additions there. There's also some whispers that um, they might be poaching or pushing to poach a couple of ex-NRL players. One of them is Matt Hilda. The other one we're waiting to confirm because he might be contracted elsewhere at this stage. Um, and obviously those two would be quite big additions. Um, to their forward pack, uh, and look, I think Belmont South will be right in the mix come finals time. Yeah, well, Belly South, that, again, they've, they've had a bit of a changeover in personnel, um, and uh, it's, it's hard to say exactly what kind of strength they were, but they were, they were, they were competition leaders through the first half of A grade last year. I'd be surprised if they're not, they're not strong even this year. And uh, they certainly won't be getting promoted to B grade. I don't think. I think they'll be way too good for that. Yeah, I, I think they'll be slow starters. Um, as you say, a bit of change, a bit of gel. Mm-hmm. Talking to Aaron, you know, they're, they're expecting a few few weeks to settle into their rhythm. But uh, I don't. I don't know that they'll be June premiers like they were last year. But um, they'll be in the mix come uh, August September. I think. Yeah. Uh, 
a great ride. Moth Lennigan Oval is not a fun place to visit, especially if they do get you know the likes of Matt Hilder and that other physical specimen who I'd, I'd love to be able to drop the name of, but um, I don't want to get uh, people at his yeah, current let's, let's pub tell me off that once the mic's off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure most of our punters can guess if they know much about the history of Belmont South in recent years. Um, Cardiff, oh, I haven't been able to get too much information. They've obviously lost Steve Slee, which is a bit of a loss. Um, they were there and thereabouts at the bottom of the ladder last year. They mixed it on, on their own occasion. They went on a bit of a run a few weeks out from finals. Or they might sneak in and then fell short with the last couple of um, weeks of the A-grade competition. They're perennial A-graders. Mm. Um, I, I've got my concerns about Cardiff, uh, if, unless they've recruited. And again, we haven't been able to, to knuckle that down um, as to you know, if they take a step back from last year, they may find themselves in B-grade very quickly. Yeah, well, I can't imagine Cardiff ever being a B-grade club. Um, and I think um, everyone down there at Cardiff would be disappointed that we've seen the, you know, not being part of the finals mix last year. Um, again, I, I don't know a great deal about what they've got there this year, but it's it's a big club. They, they, they pride themselves on being one of the premier clubs in the competition, and I think they'll be pulling out all the stops to have a strong season. Um, we'll know a lot more on Saturday afternoon as well. That, that we certainly will um, with their big clash against Fingal, who are one of the other uh, lower tier sides. And we'll get to them. Oh, actually, we'll jump to Fingal now. Uh, but Earl's one of the coaches there. I've caught up with him during the week. They've signed the Vander Waitau. He's come from Asquith. They're obviously a strong club. Uh, yep. um, he can play seven or nine. They also brought back Todd Doro, who uh, plays through the middle. He was a, one of their B grade premiers a few years ago. Um, and Nathan Salerno, who was a, a middle forward in that A-grade comp they won two years ago when they beat Shorty, yep. the Shorty side that had, you know, Tamana Tahu in it um, only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, some really good additions there. Um, look, I think they'll probably be a yard stronger than they were last year. They'll they'll be in the mix, but um, you know, may fall just short of the finals, but they'll certainly be a, a, a decent A-grade side. The whispers I'm hearing too is Fingal bringing through a fair bit of youth um, and uh, a fair bit of youth with ability. Um, I think um, they're, they're definitely an A-grade side. They've been an A-grade side for a few years now, and, and I believe they'll be going to stay there and, and make an impression this on this year's comp. Yeah. Well, again, you know, it's only two, year, two years removed from an A-grade premiership, so they'll, they'll be wanting to get back to those sorts of heights with some of those guys coming exactly. back. Um, we'll jump back in a bit of the alphabetic order, and we'll grab Dora Creek, mate. Um, they've changed coaches. They've brought... So Brad Clark was their captain coach last yep. year. He, he's just playing this year, uh, a former Bulldogs first-grade squad member, uh, they've got Dave Hoban on board, who's uh, local. He's got some nous about him with coaching. Uh, they were working on signing a uh, big-name NRL player or former NRL player who's a few years retired, who would be a great addition. But even without being able to get that across the line at this stage, I think the addition of Chris Marlborough, Kai Howard, and Theron Pearson to a side that was in the finals already last year, those three, you know, essentially a big chunk of the key to Shorten's success last yeah. year. Um, Theron was the A-grade player of the year. Marlborough, we know what he can do. He's played New South Wales Cup for the Illawarra Cutters and the, New South, and the Newcastle Knights. He was the leading point scorer, I think, last year for the A-grade. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to back against them as, as early favourites for this competition. All of, all of those guys are, are A-grade players, if, if, not, uh, if not Newcastle Rugby League-grade players. Um, or in, and in some cases, as you said, New South Wales Cup experience. They've come from successful clubs into a successful club. Um, Dora are probably my pick for minor premiers. Yeah, I think, I think they'll be the team to beat. They'll have the target on their back. Speaking of teams that are uh, on the improve and the target on their back, this side were also ran in the B-grade competition last year. They've got a new coach in Terry Collins. Um, this is the Dudley Magpies. They've signed well from Central. They've got uh, Corey Baker, who can play in the halves or at lock. Tom Morton, Joe Sheridan, James Carmen. Terry's also brought on board his brother, Sam, who's uh, played some first-grade rugby league at Central as well and uh, is a West junior and 
that's been off playing in the uh, Canadian Rugby League um, last year. And of course, they have one of the more seasoned campaigners, Michael Mouse West, who's probably yes. you would have played against in your yes. time. I played against in my time. Right by the age of 43, he got across for a meat pie. And um, not only is he uh, still a pretty handy footballer, but uh, he'll certainly lift the social culture of the club. His veins are half dust. Um, he's been around, played a few games there. Um, Dudley obviously had a pretty rough season last year. They they started in A grade and came down to B grade and had a lot of injuries. But it's uh, uh, Dudley Oval is another place that's a very tribal ground. They've got a great little crowd that wanders in there and has a lot of beers and makes a lot of noise. On that, on that, on that uh, Western Hill, they get a, they get quite rowdy up above. Yeah, they, the voices carry down. They absolutely do. Some of the best quality sledging in the league at Dudley. Um, and uh, I, I think they will be really gunning to improve on, on, on their B-grade wooden spoon last year. They recruited well, so that's why they're in A-grade. Um, and they'll be looking to live up to that. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that they're, they're going to be a real threat in, in A-grade right behind Dora. Yeah, I've got them in the mix there. They're only two years removed from a B-grade premiership. They hold on to some of those players, Terry Collins. And uh, Jacob Hosking were two of the keys. Jacob Hosking is going to be limited in his, in his input this year due to work. Uh, they've also got Cal Gray, who's been there for many years, and you know a few of these other boys that have been around the trap. So the addition of that class from Central and you know, Corey Baker is a guy who'll defend through the middle, plays like a half, and will add a whole new dimension to their team. So um, it'll just be about the strength of their spine and, and whether they can mix it with the likes of Dora Creek. Um, you know, a, a spine that's really going to include Marlborough, Pearson, and uh, Boston Smith. Mm. So it'll be certainly interesting to see. But yeah, again, I have Dudley up in that mix. Uh, the other teams, obviously, in the competition, Shortland, they have retained zero players from the Premiership tide, I'm told. Yep. Uh, they are coached by Nathan Parker and Jaden Tung, who we are co-coach and player captain, playing captain. Uh, essentially, they're mostly local boys. They know they're going to have their work cut out from them, but they're determined that they're not going to disappear from the face of A grade, you know, let alone the competition. And that was a, a, a real possibility, only a matter of you know three months ago. It really, they, they came perilously close to folding. Um, but they've, they've lost a few players. They've lost some of those big-name players that, 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 that we all know. Um, however, there's been blokes that come back from Wall's End and come from other places who are former A-grade players who've been part of previous grand final sides for them. And, and um, great club spirit over there at Tuxford. Um, they, they, they won't be mucking around. They won't be taking any prisoners there. And I, I think you know, that they're possibly uh, in the weakest position in A-grade at this, given, their, given that they've had to rebuild. Um, but they'll be able to prove a point. Um, yeah. My thoughts exactly, they were my words. They will have a point to prove from speaking with them. There's a lot of pride in it. And they've also added a, a ladies' league tag squad this year, which is great for the, for the club because it brings more people around and you know, yeah. you never know who you might pick up from there. So, look, first of all, a big shout out to the guys at, at Shortland because you know, we know how easy it has been. And there's another, you know, a couple of other clubs that have done it just to go, you know what, it's going to be too hard. They've rebranded, they've lifted it back up. They've got, and you know, they've, they've wanted to put some pride in Tux for parking into Shortland and make it, you know. I mean, it's probably been over the last couple of years that they've, they've recruited and recruited and kept adding players to, to get to the point where in their 50th year last year they did win a comp uh, and broke that drought. But, you know, now they're, they're going back to the grind and they you know they know and I, I think they'll be a, uh, you know, they're not going to be the flashiest side, but they're going to get numerous as they're going to grind. They're going to base themselves on discipline and just execution. It's not going to be, you know, magic Harlem Globetrotter stuff. Um, but they'll, they'll provide a nuisance to some teams. I don't know whether they'll challenge for the title, but they'll be looking to try and stick around in A-grade. Yeah, they, they, there'll be no surrenders at Tuxford Park. They, they, they've, they've been a good club in A and B-grade going back many, many years. And, uh, and and there's a great club culture there. If you've ever ever been refereed at an old boys' day there, uh, there's a, they get a big crowd in there and a big crowd back at the Shorty Pub as well. Um, 
they'll be they'll be around. They'll be yeah. around. No, I love them, mate. Uh, obviously, the last two clubs, uh, Waratah, who we see return to the fold this year, and yeah. um, I had a little bit of a chat with their uh, captain coach, Jason Boney, and uh, self-titled star, uh, utility forward, Dwayne Sampson. All right, we're joined by Jason Boney and Dwayne Sampson from the Waratah Mayfield Cheetahs. How are we, lads? Pumped for the season? Yeah, keen, keen as. Oh, pump, mate, can't wait, can't wait. Uh, season kicks off, we're only a couple of sleeps away. Friday night, um, you've got the ladies' tackle, the, women, uh, the men's tackle as well. You guys take on Shorty, who are a very revamped side from the side that won the comp last year. What are we looking forward to the most coming out of Waratah, first of all? I'm looking just towards the Friday night games. I've heard a lot about it. So, um, yeah, Friday night at Waratah is meant to be the place to be, so... For that. Bit of a change of pace from South. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, well, we played in A grade a couple of years back, so I know what the pace is, but yeah, um, they, they're definitely tougher, tougher in A grade. And so, apart from Samba, who are the boys to watch uh, for Waratah this year? Um, in our team, uh, we've got Big Tui. I mean, any team Tui plays in, I'd be, I'd be watching him. He'd be a key player. Um, yeah, a couple of new new guys. Obviously, people travelling near and far, but um, I guess it just all out depends on how we gel together. Um, anyone could be a good player, but if you don't gel together. Um, yeah, we won't. We won't um, go good. Yeah, talked about it a little bit before. There's a couple of boys that come over from South with yourself. You know, guys that have been there before. Um, obviously, Sambo's there, uh, Ali as well. So some some players that have played some decent level grade footy uh, over the years, and Newcastle fans might know. Yeah, yeah. There's a few there. Um, yeah, like I said, Alia, Tui. Um, yeah, there's a few that come over, and yeah, it makes my job and Sambo's job a bit easier because they know how we work uh, off field, and then we know, they know how we play on field. So it makes my job a bit bit, bit easier, especially being the captain coach of them. Um, because, yeah, they're a bit more experienced than me. Yeah, lovely. Um, obviously getting the club back off the ground after a bit of an absence. Um, sponsors have probably been key to that. Who are some of the good sponsors we've got behind the club this year? Yeah, so definitely the Mex. Um, they've jumped on board and um, they're, they're our major sponsor. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking after us and we're giving back to, to the Mex, going back there for, um, you know, good feeds and stuff like that. So they're looking after us. And for fans that uh, normally get behind sort of the, the Newcastle Rugby League, the, the real NRL and the NRL, the Knights, what would you say is that, that difference in uh, and the reason to come down on Friday night and watch the uh, Cheetahs, Cheetahs take on the Devils? Oh, mate, first game, like you said, they missed last year. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot more. I, I'd even go there as a spectator myself if I wasn't playing, but, um, yeah, Friday night's the place to be at where it's hard. Yeah, atmosphere and good cold beers, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, footy standard be, you know, a lot, lot better, a lot more active than, than what the NRL would be. Um, few chip chases from Sambo. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. I, know, I was going to say the coach mate took my takeaway is kicking license. Probably wearing number 28 next week. It's, a, it's an open competition in 2018, uh, 2019. Sorry, the 2018 defending champion Stockton. They're not in the competition anymore. Um, obviously, a few sides have signed. Well, Dora Creek, Shortland's a whole new team. Dudley have, you know, they're a team that battled in B grade last year. They've signed well. New coach as well. Um, yeah, who's going to be the, the main contenders to, to challenge you guys for the title? Oh, even being thrown thrown um, out there with the other clubs already um, is a pretty big thing for us. But um, we're going to play each game as it comes. Um, we're not looking to be, you know, the top dogs. Um, we're normally, you know, we'll just play, like I said, each game that it comes. Yeah, obviously Belmont South, another perennial powerhouse yeah. we talked about just before, led by, uh, coached by Aaron Morris, who's yeah. chops went around. You guys would have come up against him in the lower grades back in the day when he was at Lakes, and he's been at Belmont yeah. South for a few years now. And definitely uh, Windale. Windale's always one that stands out. Uh, you've got Daniel Backer down there, his old mate, Co- uh, his old, uh, old fella, uh, KG, I've spent a lot of time with. KG's been around the traps. Oh, mate, he's been around the I've been abused by him once or twice. Uh, just I, I, that was staying at his house. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, mate, uh, any side with Daniel Backer in it, and uh, those Backer boys down there make quality sides as well, so they'll, they'll come all day at you. There's a few people talking about them in terms of the regrade once B grade settles down that they may push into A grade so it'll be interesting to see how that looks but um, best of luck for the season boys and thanks very much for your time and uh, hopefully you can chalk the W Friday night. No worries bro, I'll see you Friday night.
Yeah, so yeah, Waratah, it's, it's great to see him back in the comp. It's, it's, a real, it's a real story there, one of the great historic clubs coming back coming back after a couple of years missing from, from men's competition. And uh, they recruited well. They brought some players back over from Stockton. Uh, they've got Sambo there, the star of the show. Right. Um, um, I'm told Friday night to, we've got to look out for his chip and chase. And that was from the captain coach. It was interesting when he's encouraging his frauds for the chip and chase. I'm not sure about what that says about their game plan. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Alia, uh, Big Tui, the prop, he played at Knights New South Wales Cup yeah. level. Uh, They've also got a guy who I'm really interested in looking at, um, Garrison, and I didn't get his last name from Sambo, but he's an Australian Oztake player. He played at the King Cumber Colts last year. Yeah. Sambo says he's going to be lightning at a nine, and he's, you know, Damien Cook-esque, but with uh, more of a step to him. I was, I was intrigued by that. So, you know, he just putting some pressure on him there early, Sambo. So I'm pretty keen to go and have a look at him on, on uh, Friday night. I, um, I think... I think Waratah might take a while for them to gel those combinations as a, as a club's been inactive in men's for a couple of years. Yep. Um, but there's plenty of quality in that team. And, uh, well, he doesn't want to see a second row chipping and chasing. Well, that's exactly right, mate. He is, he is um, a halfback trapped in a second row slash props body. Sambo yeah. always has been. Yeah. Um, and there's a really good culture out of that club too. And, you know, they're good, they're good sponsors, some good social spots there, as they touched on in that interview, the Mex and uh, the Royal Hotel at Waratah. Uh, it's always been a good place to go and visit. It's great ground. You know, they used to be a great club, and yeah. you know, it's great to see them back in the A grade, even if it, you know, is essentially a direct trade for Stockton, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, yeah, all the best to them. And yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be in the crowd having an ale on Friday night and mm -hmm. um, cheering what should be a belter between a side, you know, on the comeback and a side that's hung on by for dear life in Shortland. So both sides with a point to prove. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that's the Bar TV game of the round it as well. It will so be. Double, double header there. So if you can't get there, tune in. Uh, the ladies game as well, which is ladies tackle between Maitland United and Waratah as well. So there'll be plenty mm -hmm. on offer from about 6 o'clock. Um, they're struggling for commentators. I'm, I'm doing the uh, ladies tackle with Paul Arendale, so that'll be interesting. Yep. Uh, and then hang around and, and watch the A grade, which will be a great start to the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League season. The final team, of course, is the side that you came up against last year in the B grade grand final. The Woodbury Warriors, um, they've got those, you know, the likely candidates still floating around. Steve Forrest is their captain coach. Brett Forrest is there in the halves. He's the assistant coach. Uh, they've lost a number of players. Though Reese Clackety is having a year off. Kevin Picton's gone to carry. Alfred Wailbo, Larry Tafil and Willie Paleo are yet to commit uh, to what they're doing. So I don't know whether they just not want to do pre-season at their age or, or what the story is, which you know, I can understand. Yeah. Um, but they do have some... Um, some good players coming back in. Uh, Angus Collier's return from a season-long injury he missed last year. He's going to be a crucial key. Um, they've signed the Man Mountain, Josh Burrows from Maitland. He is a big bopper and yeah. will do some damage. They've also got uh, Corey Burrows and Blake Terambamini, who's uh, going to push for the Forest Boys for the halves, uh, I'm reliably told. So anyone that can push Brett or Steve Forrest out of a halves jersey and into centres or the back row is going to be a pretty handy footballer. Well, they've got a fight on their hands, so the, the boys the boys like their, like, like their starting spots, so um, especially especially with Steve, captain coaching. Um, yeah, Woodbury, Woodbury announced um, that they wanted to have a crack at A grade, which is, which is, which is a big deal because it's, sometimes it's hard to persuade the clubs to, to have a crack at that A grade comp. Um, I think they'll give it give it a red hot go. Um, they'll be they'll be honest about it. That's for sure. Uh, they've had a bit of a renaissance out there at uh, at, at Woodbury over the last couple of years, and obviously last year was a fantastic season for them, um, getting some pretty good home crowds and some great 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 crowds back in the Tudor afterwards for a few beers and a good team that fights hard for for the for the local area. So uh, it's great great to see them back there. Obviously, we've seen some other clubs in that similar region. You know, just down the road at Hexham and Thornton Beresfield go mm. by the wayside in recent years. Uh, I was actually talking to a guy I had a bit to do with when I was up in Darwin playing Chris Brown. Who Brownie said to me his family's obviously been involved in um, 
the uh, Woodbury Warriors many years ago and he said, you know, it'd be a long time since they're in A grade. And I said, well, I remember playing D grade at Cardiff and we're going back to 2009 and they were in D grade at that point with, you know, some, uh, there's a couple of players that are there now, but, you know, a lot of the guys have come back there, you know. You know, the Forest boys are Woodbury born and bred, you know, they grew up with, you know, yeah. uh, one of the guys I know quite well, Gavin West, who's, you know, Newcastle yeah. Rugby League refereeing royalty, probably self-appointed, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys have come from that Woodbury area and they're back there giving back. And that's what, you know, it's becoming more and more that, you know, it's not about just who, who can buy a comp. It's about, you know, bringing, hanging on to those local juniors, bringing them back in. Um, and obviously, the fortune of Woodbury this year, I think, will be very much decided. Those three guys we talked about, if they're undecided, they all pull on the boots. You know, that might be the difference between would be running seventh or eighth and would be running second or third in this competition. Like, they're all some seasoned campaigners, but they're all very physical specimens who can add some stuff so long as discipline is their key. Yeah, well, that's, that's a huge part of it, isn't it? Um, that, that hometown passion um, trumps, um, trumps paying for a premiership every time. And uh, I think Woodbury are a great example of that. And uh, I know they had a few profile players and certainly a profile coach in there with them last year. But the nucleus of the side was their local boys who Correct. fought for it. And... Uh, much as it pains me to admit, um, so uh, I, I think I think they'll be they'll be there when the whips are cracking at the end of the year. I, I, I can't see them um, being any less than mid table because I think the local passion will drive them along. Certainly, be interesting to see how Steve shifts that from being one of the boys to sort of trying to run the shows. It is a little bit different at this level, but yeah. um, Noel had the you know, discipline as a key, and it'll be interesting to see if he can pull those boys back in line, especially some of the other season campaigners that he's been around for a long time. Mm. Um, it's a very different mentality, as you would have known. You know, you would have come across captain coaches in your day. It's a different mentality playing under a captain coach to a coach because the coach can crack the whip a bit differently. You know, when you know discipline's an issue, or yeah. you know, and whether that's on field, off field training, whatever it is. So. Interesting to see, mate. If, if there's a man for the job, though, it's Steve Forrest. Um, he bleeds blue and brown. He does. Um, and, you know, Fred Harvey Oval is not a fun place to visit. Um, it's grand of a comp, I reckon. Mate, it is. And um, you, feel like, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere when you're out there because it's such an open ground. Um, I remember playing there, as I said, in D grader. I somehow found myself in the front row against, you know, um, they had quite a few Islanders at the time, Pacific Island players coming in. You, know, you deal, deal with the starting props, and then all of a sudden the next thing, two more fresh ones have come on, two more fresh ones have come on. Yeah. I fortunately injured my knee just before half time, which got me out of there in an ambulance, which was probably the best, <laughs> best result I could have hoped for. But uh, yeah, look, that's it, it's one of the things that's great about Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. Every ground's got a unique feel to it. It's not the you know modern you know rectangle with a grandstand. It's yeah, there's so much so much heritage and, and yeah. local touch to each ground. So um, I guess that leads us to you know my tips for where, where we where we see them finishing and um, might go from the bottom up this time. Uh, I've got in eighth. I've got Shortland. Um, if they can start up in the A grade, which they'll fight tooth and nail for, even if they lose their first three by whopping margins, they'll be banging on your door telling you that they want to stay in A grade. I feel it's got a, it's going to be a challenging year for Shortland, um, but I know, I know there's good people working hard for them. So that they, yeah, they they may be down down the bottom of the comp this year. Yeah, just above them again. Hard without you know having spoken to the club, but I've got Carter finishing seventh. Um, I just think that you know again the loss of Steve Slee, unless they've you know got someone. Yeah, there's a pretty strong half, but I know they made um, overtures at Jade Porter last okay. year, and um, he won't be there this year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Jade come back and become the, the nucleus of the Cardiff side going forward. Um, mm. But yeah, I've got them finishing seventh, I think. You know, look, they'll, they'll really upset some size on the day, and Cardiff Oval, a really unique ground, that big sloping hill, and um, it's a cold place. Too. There's a lot of these grounds that are just like, they're at the bottom, bottom of everything, and they yeah. suck yeah. in the mist, and they suck in the cold in the afternoon. Yeah, if, you, if there's any night games down there at Cardiff, they'll be, um, they'll, it'll be an intimidating atmosphere. I didn't, I didn't even like playing there when I was the home side at night. It was something <laughs> different. Um, in sixth, I've got Fingal. I think, you know, again, I don't think there's going to be too much separating probably third to sixth in this competition. And, um, you know, again, it's just about piecing it together. Um, 
fifth, I've got Woodbury. I think, you know, those Forest boys that, you know, they breed them hard. They're hard out there, hard heads, tough boys. Um, and, yeah, I think the Forest boys, you know, it, it's almost like a family out there at Woodbury. A lot of those boys have grown up together. And I think, that, so. you know, when, when they get to the trenches, that might be the difference, as you said, that little bit of local pride against some of these other sides. Yeah. Um, fourth, I've got the, the boys, that, the magic of the chip and chase, Boney and, and Sambo, uh, the Waratah boys. I think that they might see finals football. I think I might be barracking for Waratah just on the chance of a chip and chase for the for the season. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be really upset if we don't see one on Friday night. So, yeah. Sambo, if you're listening... I expect to see one, you know, even if even if you somehow find yourself a dummy half on the second tackle, just do it. Just chip it. Mate, the captain coach has given him permission, like, yeah, chip, be rude not to. Chip from your ingo- owning goal. That's, yeah, that's chip, regather, and yeah. I was going to say run the length, but look for someone else to run the length. Yeah. Um, third, and I've got second and third, these guys are very interchangeable, and that's Dudley and Belmont Sour. Um, Dudley, obviously, I think both these sides might take a few weeks to gel. Um, both these sides may have some issues with discipline. Um, they've both got some... Absolute firecrackers that um, on their day, I, I heard the com- comment about um, Dudley's superstar Canadian import, Sam Collins, that uh, he looked like he could have been sent off at any moment in uh, one of their trial games. I understand that it was a bit more heated than usual and you know, the referee might not have nipped him in the butt early enough, but yeah, Sambo's always treated pretty close to the line. He's like a more fully, full-bodied Jamie Watts for you, mate. So yeah, yeah, the, does, uh, doesn't, doesn't mind a padded forearm, which we all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Belmont South, obviously, um, you know, again, Local pride, a lot of Lakes Juniors coming through yeah. there, and, and, and they'll dig in the borough there at Lenningen Oval, and mm. uh, be great to see. And you know, I, I expect to see um, Aaron Morris, you know, lead, leading from the front, um, former winger and centre, who's now due to the uh, deterioration of age, moved himself uh, with his dad bought into the second row. Hit love here in that two oh, shot. It's, it's about time. He, look, he's played a lot of football, and um, I played alongside him at Lakes, yeah. and he was, you know, yeah. I mean, we were a young club when I was at Lakes, you know, oh eight, but he was one of the sort of more middle-aged guys then, so. Uh, great bloke chop and uh, yeah, again, lives lives and breathes lakes and Belmont South, so yeah. it'll be a great addition there. And obviously, as we talked about, you, know, you sign you sign three players from the Premiership winners out of you know two out of their spine with New South Wales Cup experience. You've got other players in New South Wales Cup experience, touting you know everything falling into place. You know, potential former NRL second row with over 100 games NRL games with his experience. If they get him on board as well, like it's big target on your back door at Creek Swampies. Yeah, Dora Creek are going to be the team to beat. Um, it, 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 I can't see them being any less than a real force in the competition this year. Yeah, lovely. So um, this weekend, mate, two Friday night encounters. I hope to see lots of Friday night footy this year. It's great to see. Uh, Waratah Shorty, we talked about before. I'm going to go Waratah to win this one by 10. Uh, it's going to be in the balance until a Dwayne Sampson chip and chase from 25 out. Regathers gives off to Boney to score under the post. Oh, I, like, I like that. I like that. I uh, I think Waratah will have a bit too much juice on their own home ground. Under lights, uh, with the cameras in front of them. Uh, yeah, look, I'm hoping for two chip and chases. Wait, 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 if, there's a, if, there's a camera, if there's a camera there, that's that's the time to do it. That's that's when you want to do it. Yeah, get amongst it, Sambo, so you've got it for posterity. But, um, yeah, just maybe ring Bar TV if it doesn't come off and ask him to delete that. <laughs> uh, the next one, mate, this one, I think this will give us a real glimpse into how these two sides are going to shape up. Dudley versus Dora Creek. Um, I think if it wasn't a doubleheader at Waratah, this might have been the Bar TV game. There will be, yeah, Dora Creek, it'll be an interesting experience for them heading out there. You can't kick to the far side. The, mm. <laughs> all those fun Dudley rules and, um, yeah, look, this will be physical. Um, and, and I guess that's really going to be the question about Dora Creek is they've got the spine, they've got all of that. Do they have the, the pack to go with it? Yeah. Um, they had a couple of good guys last year. Um, Diamond Charlie was quite strong for them, so if he's on board again, just about the depth of that forward pack. Um, but Dudley will have their work cut out and I'm going to go Dora Creek to win this one by 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, look, Dudley will have a big crowd there cheering them on, and they'll be 
looking to prove a point that um, whether they can whether they can match Dora's class across the whole whole game. I think it'll be in the balance at the 50, 60 minute mark, and Dora will come home in a squeaker, uh, four points. Lovely. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Belmont South face the unenviable task of driving all the way up to Fred Harvey Oval at Woodbury. Uh, they'll be banging for blood from the balcony of the Tudor, and they'll all storm over late just before kickoff. There'll be a crowd there. Uh, this will be an interesting one. You know, Belmont South have said themselves they don't know how they're going to how they're going to hit the ground running, how they're going to gel. Uh, and I think Woodbury at home might get home in a tight one by two. I think um, I think I'll give them a little bit more than that. I reckon six points. Uh, let's go for a score on even twenty four eighteen. Lovely, yeah. I think it'll be around that. I'll, I'll go twenty two twenty. So. Uh, the final one, uh, these two sides, Cardiff and Fingal. We don't know too much about Cardiff, then. You know, they might be the dark horse, you know, the unknowns. And uh, we'll know more after this weekend. Fingal, you know, they've recruited well. It'll be interesting to see how Evander Waitawa hits the ground running. Uh, he's the, the big man Bowell's talked up to me, so I look forward to hearing about how he goes. Um, and just based on, I know a little bit more about Fingal, I'm going to edge it to Fingal, even though it's at Cardiff. I'm going to give it to them by six. Right, and I think Cardiff, even though they're a mystery to us, that's... They've got a good home ground advantage with a great home crowd and a lot of club spirit there. I think Cardiff will win it the other direction by six. Lovely, mate. Well, um, plenty plenty to go through. Um, but all the fixtures are up on the League Castle page. Uh, going forward from next week, we will try and run through, once we've got through the C&D grade routes with my varied co-host, we'll try and run through all of the uh, uh, games, the C and the D grade. We'll try and do some updates. It's going to be quite a task, um, but we'll try and see how we go in a rotating balance. Uh, but... Thanks very much for your time, first of all, mate. Good luck to the Seahorses this weekend. Uh, hopefully they don't need to call on you to pull on the boots, mate, because that could, that could be getting dire. Yeah, I think I think my days are done. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, no worries at all. I'm sure you'll be up up on the hill at Hudson Oval giving some constructive criticism and feedback to the referee oh, always if, as required. Always constructive. Um, mate, we love your involvement in the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to what is you know, a continuation of Sportscastle with our first episode of League Castle. Good luck to everyone. Get down to your local ground this weekend. I can't you know, say heavily enough how crucial it is to get crowds at these, these uh, Newcastle Hunter games. We'll delve into the Newcastle Rugby League and the Group 21 as those competitions come up. Looking forward to footy season being underway. I've been chomping at the bit for weeks. I'm sure you have, uh, Rabs. But uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to get around. It's Castle AU, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, have your say. If your club didn't get a mention today, drop us a message and uh, let us know some info about what's going on uh, in your corner of the rugby league world. And uh, we'll catch everyone next week.